blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Adam and John Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your host, John Spees. And I've got all the energy today. I don't even know why. But uh, today we are continuing the 2022, I don't know why I said it that way, 2022 patron tournament. And our first contestant is a man i just can't get enough of he's been on the show before and i'll tell you i'm craving i'm longing i'm thirsting heck i'm yearning for a vernon heggy welcome back vernon uh, thanks guys thanks for having me back <laughs> Good tell everybody remind everybody a little bit about you uh my name is vernon i own uh cheaters never prosper trivia here in hershey pennsylvania we do about 75 shows a week or so uh me and my wife live full-time in an rv we're going to travel for a year but COVID killed that, so we've just been staying here building business. Glad to be back. Nice. Good to have you back. And your opponent for today, he'll show you no mercy. He's not just coming for the win. He's also coming for your soul. It's Tim the Grim Reaper Geving. Hey, Tim. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thanks. How's it going, guys? It's going really good. Uh, Not your first time on a trivia podcast, but uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe where, where other people can hear you. Yeah, so uh, my name's Tim Geving. I'm from Springfield, Illinois. So uh, just a family dude. Got a family of uh, five, three kids. So just they keep me busy more than anything. And uh, I love coming on and popping on trivia podcast and getting my tail kicked in usually. I think I'm like on bench warmers. I think I'm one in seven, one in six, somewhere in there. So it's all right. It's, 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 it's all I'm here for the fun. So Vernon, you ha- you're telling me there's a chance. Tim, you are a man after my own heart. I do see some uh, bourbons behind you. I see Bullet. I see Larceny, as you mentioned. You look like you have maybe Long Branch, which is the Matthew McConaughey Wild Turkey one even. Uh, Yeah, you got got a a few back there. I got to appreciate that. Yeah, those are all the ones that are uh, th- those are broken. Those are all empty. The, uh, the, uh, the, the the full the ones that have the uh, the goodness are behind the bar with the Blantons. Love it. The Blantons and uh, you know some of the good stuff. Got to have the good stuff. I've got a p- bottle of Blantons myself. It is it is tasty. So, all right, everybody, let's learn some rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. 
Now that we know the rules to our little show here, I want to get to know Tim and Vernon just a little bit better. And because I have been watching Book of Boba recently, I don't know if any of you guys have, I want to know who is your all-time favorite Star Wars character? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm just going to do this. Well, let's just do this right here. This is my, this is my Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. That's easily mine. Okay. Have you been watching Book of Boba? Absolutely. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Well, you don't give any spoilers away, but it's really good. It's worth it if you're a Star Wars fan. If you're a Star Wars fan, I have been yeah. quite disappointed in the show, I will say. Uh, <laughs> but maybe by the time this comes out, maybe it'll have uh, returned and, and brought brought uh, my hopes and spirits up. And I'm going to go chalk. Uh, let's go. Uh, I mean, who who doesn't like a guy who had a crush on his sister? Uh, Luke. <laughs> Well, I have a sister, and that disturbs me a bit. Um, Boba Fett, ultra cool. Luke, the protagonist. For me, this is an easy answer because my all-time favorite character is Luke Skywalker. I believe he is the actual, he is the balance of the Force. Now, I know people try to push that, oh, that's Anakin. But to me, Luke is the guy who can ride between light and dark so well. And he just, until they screwed that up in the sequels. Um, But in general, I think Luke is the most interesting character. And particularly if you kind of dive into some of the legend stuff, you know, those books that are no longer canon, he's really a badass. So that means, Tim, you get to go first. I think, Adam, we just said the same thing. Your reasoning and mine was the same there, right? Yeah. (laughs) Pretty close. (laughs) Pretty close. Sister Force, Sister Force. Yeah. Yeah. Gross, but that does mean you still get to go first. All right, so let's go with um, – let's get sports off the board. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. All right. In 1978, this horse was the third thoroughbred to win the Triple Crown that decade. After his win, there was a 37-year wait until American Pharaoh won the Triple Crown in 2015. Um, Well – Horse racing is not really my cup of tea, but I'm going to go with Secretariat. Secretariat is incorrect. Vernon, can you steal? Can I have the question one more time? You can. In 1978, this horse was the third thoroughbred to win the Triple Crown that decade. After its win, there was a 37-year wait until American Pharaoh won the Triple Crown in 2015. The third. Ugh. I know affirmed one affirmed is one of them, but I don't know which one. Uh, what's the other one? Secretariat. I'm gonna go with affirmed. Well, there were three that won that decade that I met that I mentioned. Secretariat was the first. Affirmed was one of them, Ugh. and Seattle Slough was one of them. Which one was the third? It was affirmed. Oh, Good job. Hey, Good that. job. All right, Vernon gets the steal, and you got to pick your category. Uh, I'll take uh, movies. All right. And we're going way back to the 50s. Of course we are. Okay, we've got a question from Chris Hasse. Thank you, Chris. This Oscar-winning actress, known for her style and blonde beauty, starred in three Alfred Hitchcock movies in the mid-50s. She famously passed away in 1982 after retiring from Hollywood. Blonde hair, three in the 50s, Hitchcock. Oh, man, I can see her face. Oh, man... I can see her face. Oh, man, come on. Um, Blonde Beauty. 
Nah, I think I'm going to have to pass. I don't know. It's killing me. Going to have to pass. I don't know. It's killing me is an incorrect answer. Tim, you get to steal. Um, I have no idea either, Vernon. So we're in the same boat here. Um, I'm just thinking, trying to think of an actress from the 50s. And I don't even know if I can get to that. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I'll just pass instead of something more dumb than REM. all right i'm gonna give you guys the uh, name of the movies and see if that helps you rear window dial m for murder and to catch a thief do you guys know including john i can see your face the the only two names that i can get on my head are tippy hedron and kim novak and i'm pretty sure they're both still alive yeah that in that is all incorrect i'm looking for grace kelly Uh, oh grace kelly okay all right. Uh, no points awarded on that question. We are going back to Tim. Uh, how about uh, let's go with toys and games. Okay. And we're going back to the 70s. All right. In 1974, named after the increasingly popular martial art, Hasbro introduced what innovation to G.I. Joe? His hands were molded in a softer plastic that allowed the fingers to hold objects in a more lifelike fashion. Um, can you read that one more time for me, please? Yes. In 1974, named after the increasingly popular martial art, Hasbro introduced what innovation to G.I. Joe? His hands were molded in a softer plastic that allowed the fingers to hold objects in a more lifelike fashion. Oh, boy. Um, I can't really, I don't know how to... Um, let's go with, let's see, uh, like a, a karate chop. Karate chop is incorrect. Vernon, can you steal? I had some when I was a kid, plus Eddie Murphy was famous for it. Kung Fu Grip. It is the famous Kung Fu Grip. That is it. All right. Vernon gets a steal. And Vernon, what category would you like? I'll go with Music. Guess what? We're staying in the 70s. The 70s. Okay. We're taking a trip to the throwback lounge. Ah, You are so lucky. You are so lucky. All right. All right. So that means you have to tell me the name of the group that sang this 1976 number 10 Billboard hit. Loving you isn't the right thing to do. How can I ever change things that I feel? If I could, maybe I'd give you my world. How can I when you won't take it from me? Hey! It's, it's the hey is always the great part. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. This is also Eddie Murphy. Um, <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, uh, Oh, man, what is her name? I'm helping you, Tim, because I'm not going to get it. Uh, I'll say Lulu. Lulu is incorrect. Tim, can you steal? Well, thanks for narrowing it down to 50%. You're welcome. Cut it in half. Yeah. Um, I don't know either. I I mean, this is going to be a same. I mean. A common theme tonight. Uh, let's go. Uh, really, 70s music is probably my least. Let's go Shaka Khan. I really have no idea. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, baby, baby, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Is incorrect, incorrect, in, 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 incorrect. Uh, John, could you get this one? The, uh, 
If I could give you my world. That's I am that- singing. I am specifically singing it not in the correct right fashion. right no I, I, yeah. I know I know you're not it's it's the if I could give you my world part that what if I did loving you oh. isn't the right Fleetwood Mac thing oh. Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac Fleetwood Mac oh, no. is correct no I thought it was that girl was loving you uh, that's, that's, that's why I, <laughs> that's exactly why I sang it that way loving you oh, man. to screw you up and it worked <laughs> <laughs> all right all right, uh, we are back to Tim, I think. Uh, what category would you like? Uh, let's go with... How about uh, television, please? Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. All right, finally, something else. <laughs> <laughs> what American sitcom starred John Ritter and Katie Segal as middle-class parents Paul and Katie Hennessy? Raising their three children, the oldest of whom was played by Kaylee Cuoco. It ran from 2002 to 2005 on ABC. Wow. Well, I know all of those people. Never knew they were in a show together. Um, holy cow. And what was the years again? 2002 to 2005. Wow. Um, on ABC... I'm, I'm going to pass. I have no idea. All right. No idea. It's coming to you, Vernon. And I love Katie Cuoco, too. I'm just finishing Big Bang Theory again. That's not the answer, though. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee Cuoco, so hot. Who oh, wants to touch the hiney? <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the short hair. I like her long. The short hair was nice. Uh, okay, back to the game. Um, I've watched this a few times, but not many. It... <sighs> John Ritter, Katie Sagal, Katie Kelly Cuoco. I'm going to say our kids and me, but I know that's not right. It is not right, sir. It's not right. Uh, John, my man, I think you might know this one. I think I do. I hope I got this title right. I also remember um, that they were still doing the show when John Ritter died, died. and did, a, did actually a uh, – they killed the character off as well and did a little sort of farewell. I believe this is Eight Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. Yeah, you missed one word, but uh, I probably would have given it to you. It's eight simple rules okay. to dating my teenage daughter. Yep. Uh, it was eight simple rules. I got it. Eight, right. Yeah, they kind of shortened sense. it eventually to yeah. just eight simple rules. But, uh, okay. All right. Uh, we are back to Vernon. I guess I'll go with food. Okay. And we're staying in the 2000s. In 2003, this sandwich franchise put out a rather quirky ad campaign involving poorly animated singing hamsters and included lyrics like, we love the subs because they are good to us. They are tasty. They are crunchy. They are warm because they toast them. I have no idea. I'm seeing, it's kind of toasted subs. I'm going to guess Quiznos. I have no idea. <laughs> that is the big hint. And yes, it is Quiznos. Quiznos subs. That's John does a perfect rendition. Exactly how they sound. <laughs> we love the subs. Because they are good to us. Uh, it's awful. It's awful. So, all right. Getting some points. Tim, let's get some points your way. What category will do that? Uh, none of these. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, no. Uh, let's go with uh, slang. Okay. And we're going back to the 60s. It's good because I talked about uh, uh, bourbon earlier. 
So what slang for heavily intoxicated by drugs or alcohol likely derived from German attacks in World War II, but its first known use in this context was 1966? Um, how about blitzed? Blitzed is correct. Hey, points. Hey, points. Point, points are good because they will help you win. All right. Sorry. I'm going to stop that voice because that's not fun. All right, Vernon, we're going back to you. Uh, what's left? Fashion, literature, literature. And yeah, news. literature, fashion, and news. Uh, I will take fashion, <laughs> I guess. All right. And your decade is the 80s. Okay. This Australian model holds the record for being on the most Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue covers with five, her first coming in 1986. You said Australian swimsuit model. did say Australian swimsuit model. Well, she's a model and she was on a swimsuit Sports Illustrated. (laughs) So I guess that makes sense. First one in 86. Fashion model Australia. Let's go... L. McPherson. L. McPherson is correct. That was super luck. <laughs> Good job. All right. Tim, would you like news and politics or would you like literature? Uh, how about news and politics, please? Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. In June 2002, what street artist's work was on display at the Los Angeles 33 and a third gallery? The exhibit was entitled Existentialism, an exhibition of art, lies, and deviousness. Oh, boy. What is his name or their name? Only because I... um... Can you read it one more time for me, please? Yes, sir. In June 2002, what street artist's work was on display at the Los Angeles 33 and a third gallery? The exhibit was entitled Existentialism, an, exi- an exhibition of art, lies, and deviousness. I don't know. Uh, pass. Oh, passing it to Vernon. Did you, say, you, you said existentialism? Existentialism. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to guess Banksy. Banksy is correct. That's the name I was looking for. <laughs> yep. That's the one. All right. That means we've got literature coming to Vernon. Coming at you. Coming at you. <laughs> it's catching on, John. It's ca- <laughs> Over my dead body. Um, <laughs> your decade is the 90s. Okay. In 1993, this American novelist won the Nobel Prize for Literature. Her 1992 novel was told in language that imitates the rhythms of jazz music. And it's about a love triangle during the Harlem Renaissance in New York City. Uh, I have no clue. Uh, Karen Syncopation. Karen Syncopation. That's how you learned uh, what syncopation was. <laughs> yeah. I always said it that way. Syncopation. Uh, Tim, do you got this one? Uh, no. I, I, how about with uh, Danielle Steele? Steele, the wonderful romance novelist, is incorrect. I am looking for the amazing novelist. Uh, I'm a big fan of her work, uh, particularly Song of Solomon is one of my favorites. I am talking Toni Morrison. Ah. Toni Morrison. All right. All right. That is the end of round one. John, what is our score update? 
Well, uh, Vernon's uh, running away with it a little bit, but points can be had in round two. Vernon has 50 to Tim's 10. Yes, sir. All right. So since Tim went first in round one, that means, Vernon, you're going to be giving to Tim to start off in round two. I will give Tim literature coming at you. Woo! Back to backs. And your decade is the 70s. This 1974 children's poetry collection was written and illustrated by Shel Silverstein. The National Education Association listed the book as one of its teacher's top 100 books for children, but it also was controversial because of some profanity and subject matter, which led it to being banned in many libraries and schools. Um, how about Where the Sidewalk Ends? Where the Sidewalk Ends is correct. All right. Love that book. That was our first uh, Shel Silverstein, I think, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, either that one or A Light in the Attic. I didn't uh, know that was banned yeah. anywhere. That's yeah, that it was. According to Wikipedia, and that's as far <laughs> as my research went. Uh, <laughs> it must be true. <laughs> must be true. All right. Uh, Tim, you are picking for Vernon. Um, how about food? Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Okay. We have a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. In 1987, Hershey bought the rights to produce what candy bar that is sold solely in Canada? Its slogan is, Dive into the unique taste of chewy dark toffee, peanut, and chocolate. A 1930s contest to name this chocolate bar was won by Angus McDonald of Nova Scotia, though I would have thought the Chick-fil-A cows might have named it. I would have thought the Chick-fil-A cows... Only in Canada. Can you read it one more time, Adam? Sorry. Of course. In 1987, Hershey bought the rights to produce what candy bar that is sold only in Canada? Its slogan is dive into the unique taste of chewy dark toffee, peanut, and chocolate. A 1930s contest to name the chocolate bar was won by Angus McDonald of Nova Scotia, though I would have thought the Chick-fil-A cows might have named it. Uh, oh, I have no idea. We're going to guess uh, Black Spots. Black Spots is incorrect. Tim, can you steal? Um, uh, Probably not. Uh, I, one, I've never been to Canada, so I don't know if I've ever seen this. Uh, let's go. I don't know. All I see the, all I see the uh, Chick-fil-A cow saying is eat more chicken. So how about eat more? The eat more bar is correct. Wow. <laughs> Very tough one. That's uh, Jackie did originally didn't include the Chick Fil A hint. I put that in there because I didn't see anyone getting that unless they were from Canada. Uh, so thank you, Jackie, for doing that. And then nice little Chick Fil A brought uh, some Americans at least in on it. Nice pull. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, it is. Eat more. All right, Tim getting the steal, and Vernon, you got to give him the next category. Um, I will give him news. Okay. And your decade is the sixties. Russia took the lead in the space race in April 1961 as this man became the first person to orbit Earth, beating NASA astronaut Alan Shepard to space by a month. Um, my internet just completely crapped out on me. Can you? I didn't hear anything other than when you guys started. I, don't, I can't believe I got one. I got eat more right, and then that's all I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Game's yeah, over. Okay. Game's over. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, so you picked new or uh. Uh, Vernon picked news and politics for you, and it's going to be 60s news and politics. Okay. So your question is, 
Russia took the lead in the space race in April 1961 as this man became the first person to orbit Earth, beating NASA astronaut Alan Shepard to space by a month. Uh, let's go Aldrin. Aldrin is incorrect. Vernon, can you steal? I have to have his last name, right? I know his first yeah, yeah. name. Uh, his first name's Yuri. I think it's Gagarian. Yuri Gagarian. Yuri Gagarian is close, but close enough for me. It's Yuri Gagarin. Oh, okay. Gagarin, Gagarin. That, that is your, your, your there. So All right. we're a little bit, we're a little bit gentler here on <laughs> Throwback Trivia Takedown. All right. So he does get a steal. And Tim, you get to pick a category for Vernon. Um, let's go with slang. Okay. And your decade is the fifties. Of course. Okay. What word meant a slim, elfish, adorable young woman? Audrey Hepburn in Roman Holiday was the archetype. It came from a French word originally meaning an urchin, waif, or playful, naughty child. One more time. What word meant a slim, elfish, adorable young woman? Audrey Hepburn in Roman Holiday was the archetype. It came from a French word originally meaning an urchin, waif, or playful, naughty child. A dobby? A Dobby is incorrect, though I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, all right, Tim, can you steal? No clue. <laughs> Dobby. Uh, uh, no, not really. Let's see. Let's see if I can pull this one out of my keister, too. Um, I can't really think of a – I don't know. Um, I don't think I'm going to come up with anything good. Let's go with, man, I don't even know. Uh, how about, I don't know. Um, orphan. I don't know. Orphan is incorrect. Uh, this one is particularly tough. Oh, wait, uh, Brittany, a, you want to do? I have a second yeah. guess. Legolas. Legolas. <laughs> Legolas <laughs> is uh, yeah, pretty close. Uh, now, this one's quite tough. I really didn't know how to give a hint to this one, so I just I put it out there as a question. I'm looking for a gamine is how it was. Uh, uh, yeah. Gamine, gammon, I don't know, but I saw the question. I was like, oh, that's interesting. All right. So, Vernon, you are sending back to Tim. Uh, fashion, please. Okay. Damn it. That's what I meant to give to you last time. <laughs> <laughs> and your decade is the 90s. Okay. This, this, urban, urban, fashion, fashion, company, company, was founded in 1993. They were originally associated with hip-hop and skating culture. The style is based on graffiti art and features a rhino as its logo. Well, thank you. This has, it's got to be Echo, right? <laughs> I was like, come on, man, just give it away. <laughs> it, it is Echo. Echo is correct. But it's spelled job, differently. Tim. So, yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Tim, what are you going to give to Vernon? We've got movies, music, TV, toys and games, and sports left. I get to pick the year, too, right? Or the decade? Uh, you cannot. <laughs> that no. is the roll of the die. My man John gets to pick that one. He could be lying to me every time. I don't know. Uh, he's a good liar. Uh, let's go with slang. Okay. We already We've already that. done slang. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't have the mark. My bad. Um, how, about, ooh, how about television? Okay. And we're staying in the 90s. Among her many film roles through the 90s and 2000s, this actress voiced Luann Platter on King of the Hill from 1997 until her untimely death in 2009. Never saw King of the Hill. And you didn't give me any other clues. 
So I'm going to say Katie Seagal. Katie Seagal <laughs> is incorrect. She did not have an untimely death in 2009. She is still alive and well, which we are all very thankful for. Uh, but Tim, can you steal this one? Um, no, I don't think I, I could. I know I've heard this and I can hear her voice. Uh, can you read it one more time for me? I just want to hear the, the her attributes. Of course. Yep. Among her many film roles through the 90s and 2000s, what actress voiced Luann Platter on King of the Hill from 1997 until her untimely death in 2009? Oh, is that, um, oh, who is that girl that, uh, um, oh, what is her name? It's not Alicia Silverstone. It's the, oh, Ooh, that girl. Oh, Can't you her? girl that girl? That's, uh. No, I don't. Uh, Brittany Murphy? Brittany Murphy is correct. Nice. (laughs) Woo, I didn't think you were going to get there. I did not think. You could have said 8 Mile, I would have got it. (laughs) It's TV, not movies. It's TV. You know, maybe I also have a Brittany Murphy question uh, in the 2000s movies. We'll see. All right. Um, Tim, what do you want to give to Vernon? Uh, This is my turn. Yep. My bad. Vernon, he gets the steal, and now Vernon, <laughs> Tim gets the steal. Now, Vernon, you're going back to him. I'll go with toys. Toys. And your decade is the 80s. Okay. In We got a question from Brian Cohen. Thank you, Brian. In 1985, Hasbro released this doll for boys featuring a red baseball cap and wearing overalls with his name on it. Later, a version for girls called Kid Sister was released. Um, oh man, I don't know if this is right. I don't think it is. Uh, is it, uh, my buddy? My buddy, my buddy is correct. All right. Nice. All right. Good comeback, Tim. Thank you. I finally woke up. Good grief. (laughs) All right, Tim, between sports, movies, and music, what do you want to give to Vernon? Um, how about music? And your decade is the 90s. We got another question from Brian Cohen. Thank you, Brian. This Seattle band's second album, named Versus, was released in 1993, sold 950-plus thousand copies in its first five days, a record that would stand for five years until beaten out by Garth Brooks's Double Live in 1998. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam is correct. One of my faves. Yep. No, they're fantastic. All right. Uh, Vernon, what do you want to give to Tim? What do you want to keep for yourself? Ah, oh, man. Uh, which one am I better at? I'll give him sports. Yeah. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. In 1985, an infamous event in college sports happened when what legendary Indiana basketball coach let out his rage <laughs> and hurled a chair onto the court after receiving a technical foul in a game against Purdue? He knows that one. that's a little close to home yeah that's bobby knight (laughs) it is bobby knight good job and we have movies left for for for, not for jernan for for vernon (laughs) and your decade is the 60s Ooh, wow and we've got a question from chris hasi what 1965 classic cold war espionage movie starring richard burton uh, was based on a John Le Carre novel of the same name. 
One more time. What 1965 classic Cold War espionage movie starring Richard Burton was based on a John Le Carre novel of the same name? Uh, Richard Burton. Uh, Where Eagles Dare? Where Eagles Dare is incorrect. <sighs> Tim, can you steal? I have no clue. I'm going to go with, uh, I know this, Hunt for the Red October. <laughs> the Hunt for Red October is incorrect. John, do you know this one? I, mean, I guess. Oh, you got another one. What is it, Vernon? For no points. Guns of Navarro? Guns of Navarro is also incorrect. That was my two. John, do you know this one? I, I think so, because I recently asked a question about the novel. I think it's The Spy Who Came In From The Cold. That's correct. When we were talking uh, The Incredible Mr. Limpet on the Blast From Our Past podcast, uh, that was the book that was number one at that time. It was You said it was going on for months and months and months that it was yeah most of the year it was number one yep the spy who came in from the cold all right that is the end of round two john where do our scores stand adam we got a barn burner it is all tied up 70 a piece i didn't think that was gonna happen with the with that round one i'm not gonna lie but tim man you you made this a heck of a game all right so um i don't know who uh, whoever gets to go first, Tim, because you picked first, uh, pick or I guess John, you get to roll the dice and decide who gets to go. All right. Uh, well, Tim's first on my uh, little Zoom call here, so he'll be odds. Tim can go. Tim can Ver- go. Ahead. It's fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna roll. I'm, I'm okay. Right, Honestly, right, it doesn't really matter. matter. <laughs> it does. It does. It might strategy. Yeah. Uh, it's even. So Vernon gets to pick first. Okay. Uh, I have a quick question. Do if if I pick one. We don't do those two. We don't do those two decades again, right? It'll be a different decade. Correct. Yeah, those decades are still out for the rest of this game. Oh, then I'll take movies. Okay, because the two oldest movies <laughs> were taken. Yeah. All right. And your decade is the seventies. Oh, wow. Of course it is. Thanks, John. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. All right, and Tim, what category would you like? We're gonna go with sports. All right, y'all's favorites from the start. And your decade is the sixties. All right. Well, we need Tim and Vernon to write down y'all's wager based on 70s sports. Sorry, 60s sports and 70s movies. Let us know know when you've got that figured out. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right. We are going to start things off in the 70s with our movies question. What actor sizzled on the big screen when made when he made his feature film debut in 1978's Animal House playing the frat douche Chip Diller? And our 60s sports question. What player set the single game scoring record in the NBA by scoring 100 points oh. for the Philadelphia Warriors in ni- in a 169 to 147 win over the New York Knicks on March 2nd, 1962? And I don't think they need to think about their answers at all. So I'm just going to mention real quick, check out all the things on the Blast from Our Past Network. I'm going to stretch this one out because these guys don't need any questions I think reread at all. Uh, check out Talking Back. Check out uh, our good friend Scott Grimes' podcast, uh, People Don't Forget. Check out Blast from Our Past podcast. That's what I do with John. Check out Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Check out Podcasting After Dark. And check out Action Action. That's all the podcasts on our BFOP network. And I think that's it. Did I miss any, John? No. All right. I'm good to go. All right. Are y'all two good to go? I lost. 
Tim, are you good to go? <laughs> My good. strategy backfired. <laughs> All right. I could hear uh, how disappointed Vernon was with the ease of that sports question. So you know what? We're going to start with Vernon. What were your answers to our two questions? Uh, the Animal House one is Kevin Bacon. And, of course, Will Chamberlain right here at Hershey where I live scored 100 points. Nice. All right. And, Tim, what uh, were your answers? Yeah, I had the same. I had Bacon and Will to still. Yep. Did y'all like my sizzle? Yeah, yeah. The- a sizzle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thought that was cute. All right. So I have a hint. I have an idea. But, Vernon, what did you wager? I was going with I thought Tim was going to miss the movie one, and I was going to miss the sports one. So I bet one point. Okay. And, Tim, what did you wager? Congratulations, Vernon. I bet zero. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Holy moly! <laughs> John! I was going to do the same thing. I was like, I just bet one. <laughs> Woo! Not hard to math it up, John, but do it for us. With a final score of 71 to 70, Vernon is the winner. Wow. <laughs> oh man, Tim. Holy moly. <laughs> I thought there were gonna be way harder questions than that. I thought for sure I was gonna miss the sports one in the in the sixties. Oh, yeah. good I'm job, horrible. gentlemen. I'm horrible at movies, so I didn't have any ch- I didn't What begin. what would have been the tiebreaker? I've never heard a tie on here before. So uh we do basically a closest to a number. Like I give I give like oh. a I mean, hey, what is what was how many of this? And then you guys, whoever's closest wins. How many rebounds did Will have in his career? Exactly. That kind of thing. Whoever, yep. All right. And then, nope, not prices right rules, just whoever's closest. All right. That's a great game, Tim, man. You guys a good comeback, man. Yep. Not yeah, a comeback a... if you don't win. <laughs> don't call it a comeback. Yeah, because uh... it wasn't. <laughs> so, oh, man. That was an exciting game, no matter what. Uh, Vernon, you're going to have a chance to come back later in our tournament as you are going to be playing against. Uh, the very mediocre player, Drew Bucksbaum. He's pretty easy, easily beaten, so I don't think you're going to have a problem there. I'm just kidding. I love you, Drew. You're freaking awesome. Uh, but, Tim, unfortunately, your first and uh, at least last for the time being episode on uh, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you get to speak now or forever hold your peace. I don't have much to say. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you letting me on. Uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Great job, Vernon. Good luck. And, uh, no, I don't really have much else. I mean... Thank you, thank you. I'm glad I actually showed up in the second and was able to actually get, you know, seven, 60 points there. So, yeah, man. It's better oh, yeah, than I got thought. 70. Yeah. So, yeah. You made it a game. It was a very exciting game to the end. Thank you guys for a fantastic episode. That was John. I'm Adam. And this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. 
All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back.